0: Hey, Miss Courtney, you there?
1: Hey, can you hear me?
0: I can. Sorry about that. A little, Uh, little uh, got got caught slipping a little bit. I was running my mouth, and uh, (laughs) the uh, the the came back from the commercial break a little quicker than I planned.
1: That's that's just fine.
0: All right, guys. Well, I've got Miss Lynette Courtney. She's running for Rankin County School Board uh, District Four. That's this November eighth, this Tuesday. Uh, Miss Lynette, what what exactly is District Four?
1: Where you said? Where is it?
0: Yes, ma'am. You're at District Four. Like, what does that encompass?
1: Uh, uh, It's most of Northwest Rankin Schools. I mean, all of Northwest Rankin Schools, and Oakdale area. Okay. It's uh, it's it's shaped, you know, kind of differently. It's hard to to a lot of people don't know if they're in District Four. Like, for instance, my son um, lives. Next to Hugh Ward Boulevard And on one side of Hugh Ward is District 4 And the other side is not So he can't vote for me <laughs> But um, you just have to um, to Check with me If you're not sure I'm on um, Lynette for School Board L-Y-N-E-T-T-E On Facebook If you got a question But of course if you go to vote Like you should do anyway It'll be on the ballot I'll be the first one on there
0: yeah, exactly. If, if you're if she's on your ballot, you'll know it. <laughs> Just vote, <Right>. for, <laughs> vote for Lynette. Well, look, Miss I, I we were talking yesterday, and I, I I said I I saw you last month at the Rankin County Republican breakfast there at McLean's, right. and and I they were like we have they let people get up and speak, and they said, all right, uh, this is Lynette Courtney, she's going to be running for school board, and I I leaned over and whispered to my buddy, I said. If she don't talk Im- immediately about the COVID shutdowns, the vaccine, critical race theory, all this stuff, I'm not interested. And I bet you mm-hmm. the first three things out of your mouth were all those things. I turned around, my ears puckered up. I'm like, I'm listening. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I was highly impressed with what you had to say. And I mean, so much so that I, I walked up, and introduced myself after after the event. Uh, tell people what motivated you to decide to run for school board. Tell us a little oh. about yourself. <clears throat>
1: Uh, Well, I'm a retired teacher of uh, 42-plus years, and I have a son that teaches and coaches. I have three grandchildren that are in the Rankin District. My daughter is the vice president of the PTO there where uh, all three of my granddaughters go. And um, I'm just concerned about what's going on in the world. I'm concerned about a few things going on here in Rankin County. I just have had a passion for kids for so long and you know, by teaching as long as I did, it just got in my system and it's kinda of hard to shake it I guess. Um and I attended um State Mississippi Schools back meeting uh back in um uh September and they were discussing after the meeting was over, uh the the election coming up and so that kind of motivated me to try to find somebody that was interested in running in my district and another district and uh just wasn't coming up with much there and i felt it was my duty to step in and have a voice
0: no i mean i'm glad you did Excuse me? I said, we're glad you did.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm i concerned about all children and not just my grandchildren. But, of course, that makes it even more personal for me having grandchildren in there and, and my child, you know, teaching. Um, I want things to, you know, of course, be like they were when we were all growing up and And I know that reaches far back for me. But, um, you know, it would be nice to get back to some of the basics instead of all this political agenda. And, you know, just like you mentioned, the CRT and um, since I've been out campaigning, that's one of the things that I hear real often. And, And as soon as I introduce myself, a lot of people will ask me right off the bat, are you for CRT? And you know, I would tell them, "No, I'm not." And and CRT originated in as part of Marxism. And you know, if people realize this, maybe more people will be awake as to what CRT really is. Um, I know, as I was uh, gathering names for um, the ballot, I mean, uh, on the petitions to run. Uh, I had a lady that works in one of our public schools here in Rankin County that works in the library tell me that she is all for CRT and that she thinks that no one should be censored. And, um, I, I don't know exactly what she was meaning by no one should be censored. Um, Marxists love to that. censor folks. Yeah. Because um, I was, you know, I had on my push card about the inappropriate material, and that's what she started off asking me about. And, and I explained to her that, you know, adults are free to choose what kind of lifestyle they want, but that this idea should not be pushed on to our children, and they should not be indoctrinated and groomed into wondering, you know, what... They are, if they're a boy or a girl or a them or a they, uh, them or they yeah. or what bathrooms they should be going to, or if they're an animal and relate to being a cat and uh, expect there to be litter boxes in the bathroom at the school. You know, As that's happened in other states, I don't know that it's happened.
0: Well, I can confirm that it has not happened at Brandon. The uh, principal reached out to me after one of my jokes one day and let me know that <clears throat> they do not have a litter box at Brandon High School. Um, you you mentioned—I
1: I had not heard that they had either.
0: You mentioned inappropriate materials. Um, I, I, that that brings up a pet peeve of mine. I, I see a lot I hear a lot of candidates run, running on and, and talking about inappropriate materials in our libraries and, and I think that a lot of us are missing the fact that this is porn in our libraries uh the old i think yeah. the, the, my definition of porn is you know it when you see it and the, it's, yeah. the, porn pornographic sexually explicit how, however you want to term it uh I, I assume you're going to be fighting to get this porn out of our library for our, our kids they can go get that anywhere else in the world they want it. I'm not a big fan of quote unquote safe spaces, but I think there should be a safe space for what our kids see, at least at school.
1: I agree with that totally. Uh, like I said, they can find these things in other places, but um, you know, our school should be a place where the kids feel like they are safe. And you know, if they see these things in school, you know, thinking, well, my the staff members are out for my best interest. You know, in their little minds, then they think, oh, well, it's in my school, so therefore it must be okay. And um, we don't want them thinking those things. And, uh, you know, I I, I would like to know who exactly approves of this. I mean, it's being approved from someone or uh, some people or it wouldn't be there. It's, the titles of the books, you know, can be misleading. If you just look at the titles, you wouldn't think that there was anything wrong with them as far as uh representing sexually explicit materials, the Lord's name in vain, F-bombs, just all kind of things that are in a lot of these books. Because, you know, when you look at a title like Eleanor and Park, Looking for Alaska— that doesn't send up a red flag of being a filth- filthy book, but they are. And um, I know the the author for Eleanor and Park uh, was awarded Best Children's Author New York Bestseller List back in 2015 for that book. Uh, it's got F-bombs just all through it. It's got the Lord's name in vain, Jesus' name in vain sexually explicit material and you know this should not be read by anybody in my opinion much less school-aged children regardless of their age but uh these books are coming in pretty quickly there's a lot of them uh that we've got some ladies that try to keep up with a lot of these books and uh try to figure out which ones do contain these materials, but it's so much, so overwhelming, and they're doing a great job, but they're still getting on the shelves because there's so many of them, and and they're coming in before they have a chance to go through the process of trying to figure it all out. And, you know, I don't blame the librarians. Um, You know, I mean, a lot of them don't know what's going on, because, like I said, they can't tell by the titles of the books.
0: And uh, well, it's no accident. <laughs> it's it's no. This stuff is coming down. There, there's some company that has the contract for sending all these books to the to the libraries. <clears throat> the yeah. libraries obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't hand selecting these titles. You know, from a master catalog, it's, they're being sent to them. And again, yeah. it's no accident. Somebody's no. approving this, and we need to find out who.
1: I, a couple quick. Right. Um Exactly. Co- there's a committee that we can't seem to find the name. I, I understand it. You know, goes from like the curriculum developer to a committee that we don't know who's on that committee, uh, then to superintendent and then to the school board. And I had a lady tell me when I was out campaigning that retired several years ago that she had ordered from a theory. Uh, about cats for elementary kids, and then all of a sudden she gets this book in same series, and then it's got all this stuff in there, you know, about same sex getting together and this kind of thing. And she said she threw it in the garbage. <laughs> it would be great if we had more people uh, like her, but um, and that was several years ago. That started happening.
0: Yep. Hey, Miss so, Lynette, can you can you stay on hold and do another segment yes. with me? Yes. All right, hang tight. We're going to do a okay. commercial break real quick, and we'll be right back. i got some questions okay. for you. I, I attended okay. a Rankin County School Board meeting last year, and I want to talk about some things that went on there. We'll be right okay. back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I've got Miss Lynette Courtney on with me. She's running for District 4 School Board uh, out there in Rankin County. And we'll be right back in the Matt Hiker Flowood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza. And uh, we've got a guest on hold here on the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty phone line. And that's Miss Lynette Courtney. She's running for Rankin County School Board. Uh, Miss Lynette, you there? I'm here. Okay, great. Thank you for staying on hold. I, so, mm-hmm. story time here. Last year, I went to a Rankin County school board meeting at 730 in the morning, which I'm going to get to that part in a minute. But I went mm-hmm. to a school board meeting and it was a uh, it was the beginning of the 21 school year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were still going back and forth about uh, the useless face mask stuff. Should you know, parents were speaking about face masks mm-hmm. and the school board just completely stuck their head in the sand. All data be damned and still voted for kids to have to wear school masks. I, I got it's a simple yes or no question for you here. Will you, If you're elected, or let me rephrase that, when you're elected to school board, will you completely <laughs> ignore all data to push a political narrative like face mask? Or will you actually look at the data and say, these things don't work, these kids won't have to wear a mask, if that comes back up again?
1: Uh, I am definitely against mask. Uh I have looked at the data and um, they just don't work. In fact, I would go so far as to say probably most of the masks that people wear are so ineffective that they're probably harming the individual instead of helping.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, the other part of that that was 7.30 a.m. school board meetings in Rankin County. That that is unacceptable. Are are we going to try to make it where parents can actually get to these things? You know, parents that actually have jobs, dropping kids off at school, all of these things, they couldn't find a more inconvenient time to have a school board meeting.
1: Exactly. Yes, I agree with that totally. I think it should be uh, later in the afternoon when people have had time to get off work. The school board meetings aren't that long, and uh, so it should not go into uh, late hours because I know that you know people would be concerned if that were to happen because of having kids and trying to get their things done before bedtime. But uh, you're absolutely right. Seven thirty is the most inconvenient time that you
0: could choose. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, supposed that's when you're supposed to be in the in the rider line, dropping your kid off at school. Right. It just don't make sense. I mean, the school board's got to be reminded, and I'm hoping this election is the reminder that they are here to serve the public, not the public serve them. Yes, that's right. You know, that's all politicians, not just the school board. I, the, the fella that comes on from 9 to 11 here every day, Mike Madison, talks about this a lot. He's like, we think we're going to take America back. If we can't take our school boards back, we dang sure ain't taking America back. Well, that's a good point. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I guess just in, in closing, do you have anything else you want to speak on? I, I just I wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to hear those are just some common sense. Say, well, okay, let's do this real quick. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, your thoughts on children being forced to take vaccines and whatnot, COVID vaccines in particular.
1: Right. No, I don't think anybody should be forced to take a vaccine. I, would, um, I, I don't call it that. I call it um, shots.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, shot. you know,
1: it's the word vaccine. But um, yeah, Exactly. I don't think anybody should be forced to do that. Um, I think that should be left up to the individual, and I think the government – has too much of an overreach in that area and, you know, so many things in the schools and it should be more on a local level as to what's being done. And then we need it. We need a lot of change there. We need a safe environment for the children, you know, with their minds, with their bodies. Um, we need safety uh, plans in place because we've seen so many school shootings and and I know that um, they work on that to an extent i I think it should be an individual school plan. Every uh, school is structured differently. It's in a different location as far as in the proximity uh, reference to police officials. It's just something that should be done on an individual basis and not just a blanket safety
0: plan well i'll say this about the school shootings and stuff i mean i think you know we're so dead set on not hurting anybody's feelings or alienating people if you want to stop school shootings one of the easier ways to do it would just be have metal you know people walk through the metal detector uh thing like i have to walk in to get into the brandon amphitheater if we made our schools as safe as we make our public gathering spaces We'd be much better off. I, I mean, that to me, that would solve a lot of problems. Have an armed guard and have metal detectors. I, I, it doesn't I've, seem that hard.
1: Yeah, I've said the same thing. I, one of the schools I taught in years ago, they did that for a while, and every child that came in the door, they went through the metal detector.
0: Yeah, you know, I go to I go to a lot of the concerts at the Brandon Amphitheater, and we you know we get lucky, we get to go through the uh, the back entrance sometimes to the to the community bank club there. I have to walk through one of the big metal uh, detectors and I get wanded and I have to put all my belongings into a uh, basket. And is it inconvenient? Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know what? Do I feel safe? I do.
1: Yeah.
0: At the end of the day. I mean, you know, if, and I know that it's time consuming and that's just one little area and, you know, how, how early would kids have to get to school? Blah, blah, blah. But what's more important inconvenience or knowing that your child's safe? Uh, you know, that's, you can't have everything.
1: That's right. That's right. I agree with that. Um, and the way that they did it years ago, it really wasn't as time consuming as people may think. Um I d I didn't think, but um that's something I think that could be looked into for sure.
0: Yeah, you anyway, just, just kind of thoughts off the top of my head as I I was gonna let you go a second ago, but I'm just kinda of rambling here. I know you got a busy a busy morning ahead. You are getting ramped up for the big election. Uh I guess in closing, tell people how they can find you and anything you may want to get off your chest.
1: Um They can find me on Facebook, Lynette, L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, for school board. And, um, yes, I I do want to say that I would love to see people get out and vote. It's important. And it doesn't matter if you have any children or grandchildren in the school system anymore. This is our future generation. And this is all very important for our our local environment and for our national environment and people need to get involved more locally and that's that's one of the main reasons i did because i couldn't sit back and just if you're if you're not if you're doing nothing then you're taking a side and you know some people are like i don't want to get involved in things well, you're involved in things if you're not taking a side. You're involved on the wrong side. And Silence so,
0: is violence.
1: Yes, I mean, and, that's what
0: the left keeps telling us. Silence is violence. If you're not involved, you're on the wrong side. Right. I agree. And and, and prayer
1: is one good way, you know, to to be involved, but also put some action to the prayers. Uh, you know, don't don't cower down and uh, not speak out about issues when you have that opportunity. And, you know, you may get criticized, but so be it. If you're doing the right thing, you'll be rewarded in the end. And um, a lot of people just don't want to get out and vote because they're saying they don't have any children or grandchildren. I've had not many people do that. I've only had a couple of people say that. Because I think most people are concerned and I've I've seen I've had a renewed of faith in people as I've been doing this because because majority of the people have been super receptive and concerned and asked questions and I'm been real pleased with with uh, my dealings with people and it's been an enjoyable experience. It's it's been hard and you know, I'll be honest about it. I mean it's a I put a lot of miles in every day but it's been so rewarding getting a chance to talk to people about all the concerns that they have.
0: Well, look, we appreciate it. And I, frankly, I've been disappointed in the, in the amount of American first or common sense first people who have decided to run for school board out in Rankin County. I know we got a couple more folks in Madison County <clears throat> and I just want to thank you for doing it. Cause it, it, it takes somebody brave to stand up and say enough's enough. And uh, again, from, from one rank Antonian to another, uh, we we do appreciate you getting up there and fighting, and uh, we'll we'll do everything we can here on the home stretch to get your name out there and let folks know what you stand for.
1: Well, I appreciate it so much you have me on Clay, and I've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, but I, I believe I'll see you Saturday morning out there, in McLean's. Correct. That's correct. All right, good deal. Well, look, stay blessed and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Lynette Courtney. Running for District Four out there in Rankin County. Uh, long story short, if you see her name on the ballot, that's the name you need to check. You heard it here, and I on a you know kind of on a serious note there. I am disappointed in in in, in District Three out there in Rankin County, uh, uh, statewide District Three, District Four, whatever you want to call it. We really just let a lot of hum ho stuff slide on. Because it was like, man, it's nice out here. Things are going so great. I don't want to rock the boat. Folks didn't want to rock the boat in Jackson. And you see what happened. You got to rock that boat sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to change before. I'm a term limits guy. I like that our governor can only be governor for two terms, even though it feels like Haley Barber has been governor for 10 terms, back there pulling the strings. But generally speaking, I am a term limits guy. You know, I think these school board people should be able to serve for one term. I think all of one term, let's get in, maybe two, maybe two. You know, and I, if they retire or resign midterm, the board shouldn't get to elect their replacement. You know, it should be a special election. They shouldn't be able to name a uh, somebody to sit in that spot. It should sit empty until there's a special election. That's how you eliminate cronyism. Oh, we're going to put our buddy on here, and you're going to vote this way. We're going to keep these masks on these kids, and we're going to get a kickback for these vaccines. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. Either way, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB.